Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. Hey, Jessica. Hey, John. How are you? Well, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're here, too. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and introduce the show and everything, and then I'll introduce you, and then you can also tell people where to find you. Okay, awesome. All right. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, for Movie Lovers Unite, John DiGorio. And for today's podcast, I actually have an independent singer and also actress and also songwriter, Jessica Lissette. Say hello to everyone, Jessica. Hey, everyone. Thank you for having me, John. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm glad to actually have you on the show. And I'm just wondering, how can anybody uh, reach you if they want to listen to some of your songs and stuff like that? How can they follow you? They can follow me on Spotify, iTunes Music, Google Play, Apple Music, anywhere where music is heard or streamed. You can find me there. All right. And I just want to say thank you again for being on here and, and taking your time out of your day to actually talk about uh, a little something about yourself. No, you're welcome. I love your memes on Facebook. Oh, thanks. I'm glad you actually enjoy them because, you know, like I said, I just like to go ahead and just make people laugh on my page. That's all I care about. I don't get into any of that other junk that other people post. Mm-hmm. I just do me. That's pretty much it. Yeah, it's refreshing. Thank you. I'm glad that you enjoy it. Um, you know, I actually checked out a couple of your other stuff on uh, YouTube and things like that. I mm-hmm. like your uh, cover for Silent Night. I thought that was very, very beautiful and perfectly oh, well you. done. And I've also checked out some of your Spanish uh, stuff as well. Mm-hmm. And things like that. I thought, you know, the music and everything else for that was also beautiful as well. Oh, thank you. You're very welcome. And, you know, I know that you love singing. I'm just curious, how did you make it into the independent festivals and got your name out there? Well, when I was about 15, I started to sing a lot around town. Um, My vocal coach got me into some festivals. And just from there, I started making connections and uh, friending people on Facebook. And And word got out and they started inviting me to their events. So that's how I got into a lot of independent festivals here in Las Vegas, and in L.A. and California, and different states. See, I think that's pretty cool, you know, because over here, we don't have that much of a selection or anything like that because of the fact that I live in a small town of 1,500 people. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, doing what I'm doing in a small community and stuff like that and trying to get my name out there is just as hard. So, that's why yeah. I work really hard at what I do, you know? Because mm-hmm. I know they have a wide variety of places that you can actually do things on and stuff like that mm-hmm. and I just have to commend you big time for not giving up and just following your dream and passion on that oh thank you you're very welcome because you know I think that 
putting your name out there as an independent songwriter and even doing what you're doing is very ballsy and everything because you know <laughs> it's you know we have this huge com- community now with youtube and everything else and it's just hard to actually get noticed because so many mm-hmm. people are actually doing stuff on youtube now compared to where they were before where they could actually find somebody yeah and now it makes it that much harder mm-hmm. you know but i just have to say I, i'm i give you full credit for you know doing what you're doing oh thank you you're welcome and you know I was just wondering, too, you said that you're also an actress. So what other stuff have you been doing? Well, uh, about a couple of years ago, I got into some acting classes here in Las Vegas. I actually wasn't aware of the how of the acting community here and how big it was. Um, but it is quite formidable. And I, by getting into that, I got an agent and I started auditioning for commercials and indie projects here around town. The original reason why I got into it was because I enjoyed directing my music videos and making music videos. And so I wanted to learn more about the acting process and even to help direct other actors that I worked with in my own music video. So that's what kind of got me into it. That's pretty deep, you know, and I didn't realize that Vegas and everything was that big whenever you're looking at casting and stuff Mm -hmm. like that for like movies and stuff like that, because the very first thing you think about is like Los Angeles, California. Yeah. You know, I just find that interesting. Mm-hmm. It is interesting. Los Angeles is still number one for all that because there is so much more competition over there that still sometimes if there are projects here in Las Vegas, they'll bring in people from LA. But the thing is with the Las Vegas film community, everybody knows each other. So that kind of gives you an advantage because if somebody thinks that you're right for the role, they'll just call you up and you don't really have to go through all the hassle of auditioning and stuff like that right because i know auditioning is a pain in the butt over there too oh it's it's such a pain like it's like okay well we want you for this role but you have to look this part and then Mm -hmm. if you don't look that part you don't get the role even if you recite the lines beautifully or whatever exactly still don't get that role to me i think that's messed up with the auditions the way they actually have them you know Mm But, you know, there was actually something else I wanted to ask you, too, was I know that you cosplay while you sing. Yeah. Uh, what characters do you cosplay the most? And also, what's your favorite character to cosplay? So I also run a Twitch channel uh, called J Liz, which is short for Jessica Lissette. It's kind of my singing nickname. And um, it's been going great for me. I love the culture in Twitch. They have a great music community there. And oh, wow. I love cosplaying when I get the chance. Here in Vegas, I uh, do events as princesses. I do a lot of princess cosplay events, and um, it's always a lot of fun. I love cosplaying as Belle or Ariel. Ariel is actually my favorite princess because I felt like she had such an emphasis on her voice, and I always related to that, even as a little girl. So those are my favorites to cosplay as. I can totally see that, though, with Ariel and everything, especially with your vocal range and everything, too. Mm-hmm. Especially the way Ariel actually projected her voice, even in the animated cartoon. And it actually recites onto your music as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that yeah. song. That's my favorite Disney song. I think that's actually pretty awesome that you can actually relate to Ariel and also get that vocal range. So I think that's actually pretty cool of you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, another thing too is I know that you and I are both into Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm. and things like that. So, 
you know, you got me into that song Elementary. And I just have to say, I love the song that you wrote and sang. Thank you. Yeah, I love Sherlock. I do, too. I mean, he's such a complex character, you know, and he Mm -hmm. overanalyzes just about everything to the T. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm just wondering, though, like, what version of Sherlock do you like? Do you like uh, the more of the Benedict Cumberbatch one or the classic? uh rdj version or what kind of version do you like out of it just the books or when i first was introduced to sherlock was well i mean you always see sherlock in different cartoons everybody knows sherlock holmes but i guess the first time i really paid attention to it was the robert downey jr versions and i remember i enjoyed the first movie a lot and i got into reading the original arthur conan doyle stories and i remember downloading it on my kindle (laughs) and just being so fascinated with how Sherlock was able to deduce things from people just by paying attention to the details. So that's what got me into the idea of writing a love song based on paying attention to details. And that's what's el- what elementary is about. In my music video, I used elements of the Benedict Cumberbatch batch version, which is my favorite version of Sherlock. Some of the Jeremy Brett version as well. Just It's just kind of a nod to everything Sherlock Holmes and I put a little bit of Easter eggs in there so that the true fans can pick it up. You see, I actually picked up on a lot of the Easter eggs and everything as well. And, you know, I love the humor and what you were doing with the huge uh, American fine glass too. <laughs> that was great. That was a very Sherlock-like thing to do. Thank you. You know, mm-hmm. you're very welcome. And then the whole thing of it's elementary mm-hmm. right here is I mean, it's just perfect right on the nose <laughs> and everything. It's it, it's not forced or anything like that. It just fits in there very perfectly. Yeah. Because, I'm, because here's the thing. I've seen where people will actually try and use certain words for, like, with Sherlock within their songs mm-hmm. and stuff. And it just doesn't mesh well. It feels very forced. But with you, you actually know, actually, you actually know how to write your songs to the point where, you know, it's not forced or anything like that. It actually feels normal. And that's actually something that hasn't been done, at least in my knowledge, of how simplistic it was to actually put that song, that little elementary thing right in there. And for people to realize, look, that's Sherlock. Mm -hmm. And that's actually pretty cool. Thank you. I also included some of the quotes from the books. Like he says, you see but do not observe. If you eliminate the impossible, whatever remains, no matter how improbable, must be the truth. That's basically the bridge which is a little hard to fit in there. I had to edit a little bit of the quotes, but I got them in there. <laughs> That's actually pretty neat, though. I mean, no one has really able to actually shorten it up enough to where they can say, okay, that's Sherlock. Mm-hmm. That's a very Sherlock thing to say. Mm-hmm. You know? And not only that, but I also own a Sherlock Holmes shirt from Hot Top. Oh, nice. It, it has, yeah, it's actually Benedict Cumberbatch, and he's looking at the Big Ben, mm-hmm. and I've always been the type of person that's into, like, black and white photos. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because they tell a lot more than color photos, mm-hmm. and just seeing that black and white of Sherlock and everything, it makes him look like he's analyzing the Big Ben at a certain time. Mm-hmm. You know? And, he, of course, he also pays attention to every little detail as well. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned. And, you know, I think Benedict Cumberbatch was, like, the best choice to actually yeah. have that Sherlock. Yeah, he was amazing. You know, I love RDJ, but there's just something about Benedict and the way he was able to move like Sherlock, the way he was able to investigate the crimes, 
and everything. And then also, too, I also like the chemistry between him and John as well. Don't get me wrong, I like Jude Law, but the chemistry just flowed a little bit better for me with the BBC show. Definitely. I really I really got into it, into it when I saw the BBC show. And I really liked how they brought it into the modern era. I felt like that was more- Right. Me too. And my favorite episode would probably be the one where he's trying to quit smoking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, during that time, I actually knew someone that was trying to quit smoking, and we were both watching that show. Mm-hmm. And they were on edge just like Sherlock was on edge. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was just so funny. I'm like, okay, Sherlock, go on ahead, pick another puff if you want. <laughs> you know, just giving that person just a hard time picking around with that person Mm -hmm. but you know i just thought you know that was pretty kind of funny that he was going that person was actually going through that same situation that sherlock was going through while we while we were watching that netflix show so but uh another question i have is do you have any other music projects that you're currently working on yeah i'm working on a few music projects right now um i was gonna release a song about baseball it was a spanglish song because my family's originally from Cuba, and in Cuba, baseball is a big part of our, our culture. And so I wanted to also make a song that would incorporate elements of how it is an American pastime and how oh, big wow. it is for, you know, us Latinos, especially from the Caribbean. Right. So um, I wrote an English and Spanish version, and I wrote just a full Spanish version as well. And we were working on the music video, but since, you know, with COVID-19 and everything going on, I think I'm going to have to wait to release the music video since baseball has been postponed. <laughs> right. And I think that releasing it on opening day. Yeah, that was my idea. And you see, I'm a huge baseball fan mm-hmm. because I'm from Boston. I'm originally from Boston. Nice. So, yeah. So basically, I basically as soon as you're born, you actually have a Red Sox fan. Oh, my for you. That's pretty much how it is. You're either a Red Sox fan, a Celtics fan, a Patriots fan, or a Bruins mm-hmm. fan, which I'm all mm-hmm. for. <laughs> but, but baseball has always been a huge thing for me. And then, as a matter of fact, you can't walk down the street without go- going into a bar or whatever without a Red oh, Sox. Oh, I can imagine. You guys are hardcore over there. We really are. <laughs> like, it was so hardcore. Like, I remember this one time. This guy had a Yankees hat on. He came into this bar in this mm-hmm. hub. And basically, we were winning. We were up maybe about five. And then all of a sudden, he comes in with the Yankees hat on, which is a big mm-hmm. no-no. And the bartender goes, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> he goes, what are you doing with that shit on? And he goes, what? I'm just, no, 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 no. You're just going to go on ahead and sit outside. Because at that time, the Yankees started coming back and started w- winning. He goes, no, 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 no. We're not going to have this here. <laughs> But I just that just goes to show you how hardcore we actually are and how superstitious mm-hmm. we are with with our games. And I think that's actually pretty cool, though, that you wanted to actually release the song and you're actually passionate about baseball mm-hmm. because of the fact of how big of a hit it is with the Latino mm-hmm. community, uh, community and everything. Yeah, you know. And that's what I have to say is how great baseball actually is is the fact of how it differentiates everything. Mm-hmm. You know. You actually have different, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? And it actually has this thing where, you know, other players of different nationalities can come together and play the mm-hmm. sport. And that's the beautiful thing about baseball. Yeah. And everything. 
and people just don't grasp it the way that we grasp it because of the fact that I don't think that they're around that sport so therefore they gravitate more towards football rather than baseball mm-hmm. I find baseball kind of boring but I actually find it kind of exciting especially with rival games mm-hmm. yeah it's also a game about details so if you like paying attention right. to details and like Sherlock Holmes I guess baseball is a better fit exactly and you know what? I can't wait to actually hear that song and everything whenever they do uh, open up baseball and everything because I really want to hear that. You can I think actually be... hear it. The song is available now. The video is what I was going to okay. release. Okay. Uh, what was it's the name of the song? It's called El Pelotero, which means in Spanish, the baseball player. So that's the, that's the okay. hook. That's the first word of the, of the hook. That's actually beautiful, though, in Spanish, though. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, let's see here. I was going to ask you too. What is your go-to song that motivates you when you you're wanting to push yourself further with your music and writing and singing? That's a really good question. I like a lot of the classic singers' uh, standards, like Frank Sinatra. I would say maybe the song that I would listen Ooh. to when I need motivation is "My Way," because I feel that. As an independent artist, you have to do things your way. So I always have related to that song a lot, even when I was really young. And the lyrics say, I've lived a life that's full. And obviously I haven't. (laughs) But (laughs) I've always identified with the spirit of that song. And I love also Spanish music. I love 50s boleros. That's something that inspires a lot of my writing because it's very poetic and it's very romantic. And I feel like you can carry on that essence into English music as well. So that's kind of what gets me pumped to write. And you see, I can actually tell a little bit of the bolero that you mentioned in some of your songs too, and how it actually translates into English uh, so well. I can actually, because that's why I listen to the Spanish version and I also listen to the English version of both of your songs so I can get an understanding of both. Yeah. You know, and how it translates to both. So, you know, I actually, matter of fact, I shared a lot of your music and everything last night. Mm-hmm. So, because I was just that into it, like I was just feeding it, feeding the machine pretty much on all the music that you were actually putting out. Nice. Thank you. But you're very welcome. And, you know, I actually like the fact that you listen to Frank Sinatra. That's actually pretty neat mm-hmm. because, you know, I, I said this on my podcast before, but I'm actually writing a script. And like you said, you have to do things your way. And having Frank Sinatra have those lyrics to where you can actually be motivated to do things your way and not having to worry about people changing your stuff yeah. up. You know? And that's one of the things that I'm fair most is people trying to change what I mm-hmm. wrote to benefit them and if I have to sell myself out to make a hundred dollars or more it's not worth it because I'd rather them have my original work and everything and take my originality than having them change yeah that's what's so hard about the music industry as well if you get signed by a major label you have to make a lot of compromises and I don't know if I'm ready for that (laughs) I understand and maybe you know I actually feel like being an indie writer and everything is a lot more fun than actually, you know, being assigned to a major record deal. At least then you can actually have your music the way that you want mm-hmm. to have your music. Exactly. You know, 
because you know i listen to this other artist called tom Mac- named tom mcdonald he's a independent mm-hmm. rapper and stuff like that from canada and he's pretty much saying you know in his music that he'll never sell out he'll never mm-hmm. bow down to corporate because of the way that he likes mm-hmm. his music so you know i admire that from independent artists and stuff like that too from you and you know like i said your music is just beautifully well written you. you're very welcome and I'm curious too. What's your favorite movie of all time? Okay, so my favorite movie of all time is The Lord of the Rings. That's pretty sweet. Yes. And why would you say that was is your favorite movie though? Well, I got by? into it when I was about eleven, when the movies first came out, and I I pretty much fell in love with it. I was my instead of having a quinceañera at home. Um, for my birthday, my parents gave me the Lord of the Rings stand-up cardboard cutout figures. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty so cool. I, have, I still have them to this day. I have Legolas. I have Gandalf. I have the Four Hobbits. I have Gimli. I have Aragorn. <laughs> <laughs> that is so yeah, cool. So they're, they're in the garage somewhere, but the funny thing is I had them in my room for months. <laughs> I never took them out. <laughs> Until we have to move. You see, I have yeah. stuff like that too. <laughs> like, I still have, I don't know if you remember the Burger King when they had like the light up uh, mugs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I that's nice. Those. I never was able to get those. <laughs> yeah, they were actually hard to get. I managed to get all of the whole collection because I actually had a friend that worked at Burger King. So he like hooked me up one time, mm-hmm. one day. Just, I got you. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Just, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to order like three Whoppers because of this. So I got that. Because wow. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I wanted up get, uh, getting all the Lord of the Ring mugs and everything. Those lights still light up. Oh, my goodness. Now, which is crazy. Yeah, I'm like, what did they put in this? Like, Energizer Bunny uh, that lasts over a years. <laughs> but still, I'm just happy at the fact that I have those mm-hmm. as collector items now. And I and I still collect collector stuff like pops oh, yeah. and things like that. I have a big depending on what the pops I have a big like. collection. <laughs> what is your collection like? So, I'm kinda curious. Um, around that age, my aunt and my grandma were big enablers of giving me Lord of the Rings, just Lord of the Rings merch for birthdays, Christmas, <laughs> graduation. <laughs> Everything was Lord of the Rings. So there came a time where I just had a ton of Lord of the Rings stuff and they were in boxes because I had to move. And, but the funny thing is that recently, since I started my Twitch stream, I have them all pretty much all in the background, like my, some of my best pieces. So I have a a pewter sculpture of the fellowship, the entire fellowship. I have Aragorn, um, the light of Elendil. (laughs) That Galadriel gave Frodo. It's like it's just a ton of stuff. I have a ton of bobbleheads. It doesn't even fit in my corner here that I have. Um, the stand-ups, like I said, are still there, but I don't have them in the background of my uh, stream. Sometimes I put them there if I have like a party stream or something. I think for my thousand followers, oh, cool. I had a Legolas and I put a party hat on him, and he was there <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> that's gr- that's fantastic. You see, I'm into, like, Lord of the Rings as well. And I also have, like, that big, huge, giant book with all the Lord of the Rings Oh, uh, yeah, 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 me too. And I have the bookends for, I, I, it's a really nice bookend because it's Gandalf knocking 
on Bilbo's door and then Bilbo answering on the other side. Yep. That that part was always great. You know, I I just thought it was that that book is mm-hmm. just fantastic. Um, I'm, I'm just wondering too, like, what is uh. How long have you been singing in college? Well, I've been singing since I was seven years old. Well, at least that's when I started taking um, singing lessons. And I started in classical music. I was a part of the UNLV UNLV Child's uh, Choir. And I did that till I was like about 13. And then I made a transition into singing more pop music, more like diva style music, like Celine Dion and Whitney Everybody that does singing classes has to go through that phase. <laughs> and then I right. made a transition into Latin music. So I've, I've kind of used all the different ways of singing that I've learned to uh, make it into a style that I like. So I've been singing for a long time. And cosplaying, I've been cosplaying for about a year. Okay. Is that something that you love doing yeah, as well? Yes, it's always a lot of fun. Stuff? You see, I've always wanted to cosplay as well and go to like a Comic Con mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I just never was able yeah. to do that. So, just to see somebody else that's actually part of that part of our geek culture and everything, and just wanting to go ahead and cosplay and dress up and sing—that is pretty awesome. That you actually blended those in yeah. together. It's and Twitch is a perfect fit for that because I feel like people appreciate it. <laughs> you see, well, you know what's weird though? I never knew Twitch was. I, I always knew Twitch mm-hmm. as like the gaming community. You know, you know, I never pictured it as like the cosplaying, uh, singing community I know. or anything the like that. The funny thing is that my cousin, who is a gamer, he got me into it because he realized that a lot of people there were singing and it was going really well for them. And he said, "Hey, I think you're going to get more traction <laughs> here than you would on YouTube." So that's how he got me into it. And the people on Twitch are awesome. They're great supporters. They love music. They have good taste. And they, you know, appreciate all the interest that I have. So it's, it's been a really good fit for me. I like that. What are some of your favorite uh, artists and everything that you like besides Saint, uh, Frank Sinatra? Well, I love um, a lot of Spanish artists as well. I love Luis Miguel. I would have to say that he's my favorite artist of all time. He sings a lot of the bolero genre. He'll he only sing in Spanish, though. But I know his influences also are Frank Sinatra and Elvis. That's what he lists in his biography as his biggest influences. And to this, to this day, that was my favorite concert that I ever went to was Luis Miguel. He does a lot of um, Mexican, like, mariachi stuff. And he has a lot of wonderful right. romantic songs, like um, Como Yo Te Ame, written by my favorite songwriter, Armando Manzanero. So that's, he, he has a lot, which he would sing as well, Armando, but um, Luis Miguel covers them beautifully. So I love their partnership. You see, I think that's actually pretty cool because, you know, I'm actually Italian, so I can actually translate to Spanish because it's kind of the same with Italian. So I'm able to actually understand a little bit of the Spanish and Mm -hmm. everything else in your songs because of that. And that's actually something that my grandmother had actually taught me because she's actually oh, wow. from Italy. From and so she, well, she well, besides <laughs> bad words, she actually taught me a little bit of Italian. So, yeah, Italian is beautiful, but it really is. But you know, another thing too, 
uh, that I really like was the movie Desperado mm-hmm. with Antonio Banderas and the Al Mariachi stuff that he actually did. I've always been a fan of mariachi type of songs and stuff like that mm-hmm. in Spanish culture, as well as the uh, Colombian uh, mm-hmm. culture as well. You know, but uh, another thing too I want to know is who are some of your favorite uh, directors? I love Peter Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling. Well, I just feel like away. what he did with Lord of the Rings right. was right. unprecedented. How he made because even Tolkien really said was. that no one would ever be able to make a live movie, live action movie of the Lord of the Rings, and here he goes and he takes this on and executes it so well that I don't think they're going to be able to reboot it for a long time. It's it holds up so well. I don't think they're. I do agree. As a matter of fact, I watched the extended version of The Fellowship, and the special mm-hmm. effects still hold up today. As a matter of fact, and not only that, like you said, the first three films mm-hmm. were filmed back to back, which was something that hasn't really been done other than yeah. the Matrix movies. But to actually take a property like Tolkien and everything mm-hmm. and do what he did is just fantastic. And then the uh, the Academy Awards. And the stuff that it, that they actually won for the Return of the King and the Fellowship, it was like every single day that you actually turned on the TV or turned the yeah. Oscars I, season. It was it was always yeah they won the seventeen race. Oscars for the whole trilogy, right? I mean, which I think is outstanding, you know. And that just shows you how much of a juggernaut Lord of the Rings actually mm-hmm. was during that time, you know. But I have to say, Lord of the Rings is definitely a fantastic movie. And a I love I love the soundtrack as well. I cover a lot of songs live on my Twitch channel. Into the West, um, In Dreams, Gollum Song. That soundtrack was amazing. Howard Shore just killed it. You see, I need to go on ahead and sign up for Twitch now so I can actually listen to some of the stuff they have <laughs> on there now. But uh, let's see here. Who? Another thing too, I was wondering about who are some of your favorite actors okay, so I or love, actresses. I, I, I don't know if you already know this, but I love British actors. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Benedict. Benedict. He's great. He's great. <laughs> I've awesome. actually seen all of his movies from like before 2013. I went back. I haven't caught up with them now. I did see Doctor Strange. But there was a time where I was so into Sherlock and I was so into the whole BBC British thing that I went back and I watched all his all of his previous films. He's just such a talented actor. I love him. I love Patrick Stewart. I'm a big fan of Star Trek, especially The Next Generation. Um, I go to the conventions every year and cosplay with my sister. So Oh, nice. He's awesome. You know what? My Uncle Paul. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go on ahead. But my uncle Paul was a big into the Star Trek conventions. Oh. You couldn't even every single time when you would turn around, he would go to a Star Trek convention. And my favorite next generation character oh, is God. actually Data. <laughs> we actually, my sister is such a big Data fan um, that she goes and takes a picture with him every year. We've taken a picture and gotten his autograph for the last five years, and he already knows us now. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> that is really yeah. great. He oh he knows how to spell you know, my uh, sister's name, and 
because her name is Jeanette, and so that can have different spellings. And he always remembers how to spell, and he's like, I know you two. He's like, you were here last year. Every year, like, he learns a little bit more about us. And last year, he asked us, so you're from Vegas, right? But where are you originally from? He was asking about our ethnicity. I said, oh, we're from Cuba. And he was like, oh, Cuba's wonderful. And then when we took a selfie together with him, he stood in the middle and he said, well, I'm in a Cuban sandwich now. (laughs) (laughs) The actor is such a great person. He has a great personality. You know, a matter of fact, if you haven't seen the movie Out to Sea with Martha Matthau and Jack Lemmon, he's actually in that movie. So I recommend that you actually check that out. Because he's hilarious in that movie because he's supposed to be playing like a strict um, Uh, dance instructor who's trying to teach, who's trying to tell Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau what to do. And they're doing (laughs) exactly the opposite of what they're telling him to do. So I think that you would actually enjoy that. It's an older movie, but it might actually be on um, YouTube. To nice, it's out to see. Like five bucks. Oh, out to see. Yeah, okay, out to I see. definitely have to tell that to my sister. Out to see. Yeah. I think that she'll fangirl oh, over that big time. <laughs> um, and then I'm also curious too about how long does it usually take you to write a certain song. And what's your process like going into a recording studio to record? Yeah, every song is different. The process is always a little bit different. I would say the most important part of the writing process is just getting that initial inspiration. And sometimes that comes in the form of a lyric. Sometimes it's the melody first. Sometimes it's both. It usually starts like a little piece and you build up from there. I think usually it just stems from an emotion that I have. And then I try to put that into words. So I feel like I, I kind of interpret emotions as melodies sometimes. And it just I just kind of takes life from there. And depending on how complicated the song is or how long it is, it'll take about a week with reworking and editing. It'll just play over and over and over in my head until I get it done. Then, you know, for recording the vocals on it, I, I'm very picky on the vocals. I just recently got a home studio that I like that I actually am proud of. Um, took me many years to get it, so I'm now recording from home. So I feel like I can actually start releasing music faster because before I had to depend on studios and, and other people to get that done. But now since I'm doing it on my own, I basically just sit here until I feel like I've captured the feeling that I want to in the vocals. Right, and not only that, but with you doing that, yes. you also save a lot of money too because I know it costs a yeah. lot of money to do Yeah, it takes a lot project. of money and... It's just very stressful because you do it in like two hours, which I think that's not enough. You have to come back. You have to hear it. You know, do I like it? Do I I like what I did? And then most of the time, because I'm so picky, I'll come back (laughs) and re-record it again. And I just, it's just hard. You have the engineer there like looking at you. and It sometimes can be a little uncomfortable. So I felt like I have to kind of just take this into my own hands and do it my way. Exactly. And not only that, but the mixing oh, and everything that's a else whole other, too is that's also a whole another other thing. hard part. I always hire out the mixing. I don't know how to do that right now. That's something that I haven't gotten into, so I just let the professionals deal with it. Oh, I understand. Because I actually co-wrote mm-hmm. uh, with somebody before, mm-hmm. and I understand how that goes. And, you know, I, I think it's actually pretty neat that you actually got your own stuff to actually do stuff with where you don't have to worry about focusing on an engineer or 
putting your money out there in a studio oh, yeah. and having oh, to do yeah. take after take. That's frustrating. And I don't like auto So if I don't do something right, I try to I try to nail it the best I can because I don't like it to sound too like robotic. I don't believe in that. And especially since I have a lot of vibrato, right. it doesn't work for me. Right. And that's something I respect about you too, is the fact that <laughs> that's your actual voice. Yeah. That's actually the projecting. And mm-hmm. it's not this autotune stuff. It's okay to actually have autotune if it's mixed right and if it's mm-hmm. every once in a while and when it's needed. But you're right on point to the to everything that you mm-hmm. actually need to do to get stuff done. You know, and that's something I admire about your music is the fact that it's not autotune. Mm-hmm. It is actually you. You know? But, you know, I actually listened to another song of yours oh, last yeah. night was called The Other Side. And I want to know, how did you come up with that idea for the song and also the Well, video? here in Vegas, as you know, it's really hot. <laughs> and so I kind right. of wanted to do a music video that would incorporate both sides of what the song is talking about about, oh, you think you're living in a green pasture or, you know, you think things are always better on the other side, but it's not. And at the end, you know, you think that the life or the decisions that you made were the best ones, but you're going to have to end up covering the sun with the palm of your hand. Cause that's part of the lyrics. If you guys don't know, um, right. you can cover the sun with the palm of your hand when the heat gets too hot for you to stand, but you can never go back to what you left behind when the grass starts dying on the other side. So that's actually a saying in Spanish. Um, no puedes tapar el sol con un dedo, which means wow. you can't cover the sun with a finger. <laughs> so I used that idea and translated it <laughs> into English uh, to convey that emotion. I like that. I actually like that because I can actually feel that emotion when you're singing that mm-hmm. and when you actually have your hand up over the sun like that, it actually captured Thank that you. what you were saying. So you're very welcome. Another another mm-hmm. song I liked was I Saw You Today. That was a good one. I actually listened to the English version and the Spanish version <laughs> Thank for you. that one. You're very welcome. Because I like like I said, mm-hmm. I like to get understanding for both. Because I actually like that sound mm-hmm. of the Spanish flavor to it. So that's why I actually listened to that first. And then I went back mm-hmm. and listened to it in English. And I you actually know, wrote it the idea for that? in Spanish first. That's a funny thing. And then I translated it into English, which was a little tricky, but I got it done. <laughs> it's always hard when you start in Spanish first, then go into English because the meter on it is very different. I think it's easier to go from English to Spanish, like I did with elementary, although that's a, that was a hard song to translate into Spanish because there's just so many syllables in those quotes. <laughs> right. And... I think that's also the same thing that Selena had before mm-hmm. was with her Spanish music yeah. as well, you know, where she actually had a hard time translating mm-hmm. from Spanish it is to English, I want to say. And uh, I just, you have such great talent whenever it comes down to uh, Thank your you. lyrics and also your singing. You're welcome. And, you know, I listened to Fly Away. I listened to The Other Side. And, you know, those songs are just, mm-hmm. as, those songs are great as well. 
So I pretty much listened to like your whole entire. Catalog. Yeah, the only reason the Beltera wasn't there yet was because I wanted to release the lyric video right when, right before opening day, and it just didn't go. And I also have like a live music video with me in it singing that I was gonna release. So that kind of just got postponed. Okay. But at the moment, I'm I'm recording another Spanish bolero type song, and I'm and I'm looking forward to doing some collabs with a, with a rapper who is also my sister oh cool <laughs> is that gonna <laughs> that, that's that's pretty cool i can't wait to actually listen to that have you ever worked with yeah this is, my, this is my first time. Your first um, time she, my sister's really good she loves eminem and she loves she can she can rap rap god Me really too. well um i don't know how but she can see. so i've written for her a few songs already <laughs> And she performs it really well, so I'm looking forward to record some stuff with her. You see, I can't wait to actually hear that. I, I want to hear that blend of mm-hmm. what you have and also what Thank she you. has. I think it's going to mesh very well together. You're welcome. And, you know, I'm a huge Eminem fan myself. And pretty much I can rap the whole entire <laughs> thing of Blue and Yellow Purple Pills. And a couple of other songs, but Rap God is just one of those songs that I just can't rap. Mm-hmm. All it's way crazy. Fully yet. It's like so, Sama Duma is what I gotta do to get it through to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And after that part, I'm lost. <laughs> it's like, but you know, I actually have to commend you for all the hard work that you've done. I really enjoyed having you here. It's, you know, I Thank just enjoy having this conversation with you. You're welcome. Because that's what I wanted to actually feel like. I want to actually feel like this is actually a conversation rather than, you know, just mm-hmm. asking questions back and forth. Because I, I want to make sure that you're relaxed to where you want to actually answer mm-hmm. the questions and also have a good time. So if you're having a good time, I'm having a good time. So, um, but yeah, I'm I'm really am happy that No, thank you for having you me. Your podcast is a lot of fun. I love all the topics that you cover and I love movies and geek culture and I feel like uh we made a good fit. <laughs> thank you. I think so too. As a matter of fact, I might actually have you on a couple of segments and everything oh, here great. and there if you ever want to be on. All right. Because here's the thing, I, I always say this and I'm gonna be uh quoting John Schnepp. But I'm a huge sweaty. And whenever I mean sweaty, I'm a big sweaty nerd. <laughs> and I can tell you comic book culture. I can tell you just about anything dealing with comics and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm just that huge, huge, huge thing of being a <laughs> no, That's sweaty. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks. But yeah, I would definitely like to actually have you back again and to, act, to sure. do a show with me. We have to plan it. <laughs> All right. Okay, most definitely. And I wish you a lot of luck and a lot of success with your music career as well. And I'm looking forward to hearing what you have next right. on the agenda. For Looks your like music. I'm going to have to do a lot of recording now since everything well, else has been pretty much canceled. Right. And that's actually something else, too, with me. I'm like, okay, I'm exactly. to some news and everything is. And. Mm-hmm. It seems like I'm lazy, and I'm not. And like I tell everybody on my movie page, I was like, "How the hell am I supposed to do mm-hmm. this?" I know if I everything's know. canceled. 
So now I'm having to go back and watch movies from back in last year that I missed and doing those mm-hmm. reviews and putting them up on the podcast and also mm-hmm. covering some news from now. That's so a good that's blend, though. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> as far as like, thank you. I do appreciate that. And I'm glad that you can actually see my passion for what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. That, that always makes me happy. But anyways, tell people one more you time. Can where they can me reach me on uh, Instagram, Twitter. You can watch me and interact with me on my Twitch stream uh, at J underscore Liz, L-I-S. And you can request a song on my list, on my song list. I have over 300 songs. I sing Disney. I sing Lord of the Rings. I sing video game songs pop, oldie, Sinatra, everything. Spanish, my originals, you can hear them live there as well. So I'd love to see you there. We have a great community. You can join me on, you can listen to me on Spotify and Apple Music and YouTube, pretty much anywhere where music is available, I'm there. Okay. And you can reach me at Movie Lovers Unite on Twitter. You can also follow me at John DiGorio at on Instagram and also on Facebook and also on Twitter. You can also write us in at um, movieloversunite at gmail.com. And as always, put down, put down the book and pick up the remote. And until next time, bye-bye. All right. That was fun. Thank you. All right. Yeah, you're very welcome.